Welcome back to Let Them Meet. Welcome back. Uh, what a fun week this week has been. I feel like with these weekly updates, this one has been actually like a good week. I agree. There was definitely a better energy in the air than there was the past like few weeks, I feel like. I agree. I'm excited to kind of start like deep diving into things with this year. I feel like January and February are just they're weird months. They're kind of lost months. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, it's a lot of just like planning, figuring things out, a lot of waiting, a lot of working on like new products and packaging and just finding our way for the year that it's, yeah. it's a lot mentally and emotionally. I agree. And I definitely feel that way with like the partnership side too, because the first yeah. like few months are where you really are pitching, pitching your ass off to find the partnerships and the collaborations for the rest of the year. And while like they trickle in throughout the year as well i definitely think the first few months are really the ones that like hit hard because oh yeah those collaborations that take forever you really want to hit home in january february march that way you have time to implement them in the same year i don't think people realize i don't think we realize always how much time some of these like partnerships collaborations working with bigger brands actually takes like it's like a anywhere from like a three to a nine month process truly from start to finish oh absolutely and on our end it's a little bit quicker just because everything is in-house so we can curate the flavors send the samples over and over but i think a big part of it that also takes forever is the legal team if you want like a logo on it someone else's branding on it it takes forever (laughs) to go through oh a hundred percent and also like we don't have nearly as much like red tape and back and forth. So I think for us, it's, you know, us making the executive high level decisions at other bigger brands. It has to be approved through like people that we're talking with and their bosses and their bosses, bosses. And it's just this like really big ladder and hierarchy that we don't have to deal with. And I, we're also just not familiar with that process because it's not It's not like that here. Like, it's just us and, like, our little team. So it's a lot easier for us to get stuff done than it is for, like, big companies for sure. For sure. Do you have any updates for the week? Oh, my gosh. Updates for the week. I feel like last week I was in a really bad space, like, mentally. This week I feel much better about it. I'm excited about some collaborations that came through. I'm really excited to be leaving for Florida soon. I'm excited about New York. I just feel, I feel like good. I don't think there's anything like specific though that I can like talk about just yet. No, I agree with that. I would say like a fun custom that we did recently was for Rebecca's Valentine's Day party. (laughs) And I don't know, I don't know if we talked about it on here yet. Uh, This is, I'm warning you now, this is not safe for children. Mom, if you're you're listening to this, turn it off. Okay. Or skip. Um, Yeah. So one of my best friends has a Valentine's Day party every year and it's a pure romance party as well. If you know, you know. <laughs> and we had some vulgar shapes that were in the cotton candy studio. You can, uh-huh. And what were those vulgar shapes, Emma? Wanna share with the class? I do. They were penises. Um <laughs> edible penises. Edible penis. Gummies, if you will. Champagne flavored and rose flavored. Yes. So Rebecca wanted to do a cocktail for her party. <laughs> so we did glitter bombs that had gold glitter and rose gold glitter. And there was a penis surprise in every single one, which was, it was honestly so much fun to watch all the girls drop them in. And I think I told Jenny this, my favorite thing was that the champagne, the champagne flutes that she bought had stems in them. 
So when the glitter bomb went in, the penis like literally injected itself right into stop, the stem. Stop, stop, Emma, <laughs> stop. Oh my God. What do you want me? It fell straight down. I, it was more, if you're not watching on YouTube, it was more the hand motion that really was paired with the words that you were using. You painted a picture visually and verbally. So thank you for that. You're welcome. But my favorite part about all of this is the fact that we had we hosted a Galentine's Day party here. And just to be clear, there were no penis gummies involved <laughs> intentionally. However, when we do these parties, we like try to kind of like put away like our ingredients and things like yeah. that. Just so like, you know, the nobody's looking eye. at it, you know, whatever. However, the one thing that we did forget to hide was a clear box that <laughs> written on it in Sharpie was dick in a box. And None of us thought to put this away, saw it. It was up on a really tall shelf. It was a clear box with black Sharpie, literally just said dick in a box. And it had a date on it because we were testing these to make sure that the gummies held in the glitter bombs and it didn't disintegrate the cotton candy. And um, someone, none other than my mom's very close friend and pastor's wife saw the dick in a box and grabbed my hand at this party, walked me in the back and pointed and said, Hey, Emily, what's that? To which I then had to explain to the lovely Jan why there was a box at a kid-friendly party that literally said dick in a box on it. And who did you blame for that? It was you. <laughs> what do you mean who did I blame for it? It was, you were the person when I was like, that's, that's an Emma thing right there you wrote it it's in your handwriting it was you were right but you also did blame me for something else that was left out and i don't remember what that was but you nonchalantly walked by me and said oh i blamed you for this love you bye oh yeah you were my scapegoat for sure oh i remember what it was we in our like main hq space we have like where our couch is it's kind of like a living room area and it's our whiteboard and it's where we do all of our brainstorming like we love our whiteboard sessions and there's pictures on like framing the whiteboard essentially and one of the pictures is the amy winehouse like quote like from the lyrics like what kind of fuckery is this yeah and so my mom and like all of her friends it was so cute that they came like seriously so cute was sitting around that area and jan of course was like also not only the dick in the box but um what's what's that and it's the sign that says what kind of fuckery is this and i was like um emma bought that which is not true just to be clear i bought it um but it was like kind of your office area at the time, at one point in time when we bought it. So I did it blame was. you for that too. At least you didn't see the bathroom sign. That's also a really great point. We should probably take that down at some point. Yeah, probably. Especially if we're going to start having like more events here. Yeah. It's funny though. It's funny. Nobody's, no one has ever once picked up on it. Which is hilarious. Hilarious. Okay. So there's like, there's an ongoing joke within like, my friend group, really honestly, not my friend group, but like my parents' friend group, which makes this like even funnier. But like my dad and I will often make jokes about it, like that there's cocaine in the cotton candy because it's like addicted. And people are like, what do you mean your daughter makes cotton candy? Like, how do you make money doing that? And he'll be like, oh, it's actually cocaine. Like as a joke. Yeah. I wanted to clarify. Very clearly a joke. No cocaine in the cotton there candy. There is no cocaine in the cotton candy, just to be clear. But I'm sure you've seen all of the signs on, like, Pinterest or whatever that are, like, don't do coke in the bathroom. Like, the, like their neon signs are popular. And I've really wanted one for a long time just because I think it's funny and kind of, like, plays into the whole, like, haha cocaine yeah. of it all. And so we ended up not getting the neon sign because, A, they're expensive. And, B, we have a lot of, like, we call them martini boppers, like, our teens that work here. Like high schoolers. Yeah. And, like, I asked my dad, I was like, would you be mad if I worked at a place in high school that had a sign that said, um, 
don't do cane in the don't do cocaine in the bathroom and he was like yeah i wouldn't have been down with that and so i was like okay that's probably fair so we kept we didn't have a bathroom sign like a restroom sign so we made one one day and it literally says like restroom on it and then very very tiny at the like, bottom such tiny font like you can barely read it it says don't do cocaine in the bathroom it says please don't we were playing about it please don't do cocaine in the bathroom but it's been there since like last year oh yeah it's been almost a year mm-hmm it- that's so funny. No one's picked up. Nobody's ever once said anything about it. Now, if people seen it and like chuckled to themselves, maybe. That's something like I would put on my Instagram story, though. If I like saw it in a public place, totally. I'd be, like, LOL. Or I'd like say something to the one of us and being like, right. what's this like cocaine thing? What's happening? <laughs> right. And no one's What's the cocaine? Tell me. <laughs> the cocaine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but this week, we are talking about something that I feel like we're both pretty passionate about and like not a lot of people talk about and it it feels a little weird to talk about it because in some ways it kind of feels like a little self-serving but I also feel like it's super relatable especially if you own a business or you are close to somebody that owns a business but overall just kind of having like an open and honest conversation about what that's actually like like how do you balance running a business and not just running a business but one that's growing and scaling quickly. How do you take care of yourself mentally, physically? How do you have friends? How do you have a relationship? How do you balance your family? Because it's not easy. And it's something that I feel like I am still very much figuring out. Oh, for sure. And I definitely think the people that you surround yourself with make such an impact Yeah, as well. I feel like I've lost a lot of friendships over the past couple of years. And I think that happens just naturally with age i think it happens when um life has changed so much in the past couple of years too so i think that's like not an uncommon thing but i do think a lot of it does have to do with the business for sure and i think a quote that people throw around very often is you've changed oh yeah it has such a negative connotation attached to it when in reality it should have such a positive connotation in some instances i will say sure but for the most part if someone says you've changed it's not a you problem. It's a them problem. Right. And I got told that once upon a time with a friendship that ended. And I had to like really reflect on myself. Have I changed in such a negative way? Is this yes. why I lost this friendship? And the answer is no. Like I am so proud of who I'm growing to be and how I'm changing and how I'm evolving. Yeah. And the fact that that quote took me down, looking back on that, like I I'm so sad for myself that I looked inward and thought it was so negative and I was changing in such a negative way and I took things that I was so proud of but yeah. now I'm like no like I am so proud of myself and if you don't want to be along for that ride and along for that change it's nothing to do with me it's everything to do with you well and I think like you mentioned like the key to what you said was like you've changed in a negative way and i think a lot of people just associate change in general with that negative connotation and like that is not true and it's something that you and i talk about often like if i'm not changing i don't want it like i want to constantly be bettering myself and moving forward i don't want to look back a year from now and be like i'm the same girl that i always was no because that means that you're not growing right and the hard things are and pushing yourself out of the limits and pushing yourself out of your box is what allows you to change. If you're comfortable, you're not changing, you're not evolving. Totally. And there's with the business side of things, like it 
it absolutely affects your personal life, especially if you're a business owner and, and, or very close to someone that's kind of on like the way up with that. Mm -hmm. I also feel like people attach a lot of expectations to other people that are not realistic. And if you don't have that like inside look or truly understand what it looks like, you're going to disappoint people and they're going to disappoint you. And it's, it's a very hard balance to strike. I also do. I'm such a firm believer that like there are phases of life that people are supposed to be in and you're supposed to be close with people. And then when that phase ends, like that's that. And and I'm a firm believer in that. I also think that comes with like age. Absolutely. And I think just like the time that you started working here full time, it was also, you were at that age where you kind of like prune through friends yeah absolutely and i think we're both extremely lucky with the people that we have surrounding us now that support us personally and in our careers oh my gosh absolutely it's i think for anything it's really hard to understand or relate to somebody if you yourself haven't gone through it yeah absolutely and I have a hard time talking about this, but I feel like it's really important to say from the standpoint of like my business now, who I am now, and the weight that I carry is so different from the Emily that owned a business that was like just her with cart service, no team, no employees. Like, yes, I was a business owner. Yes, I understood stress, blah, blah, blah. That is nothing in comparison. I would barely even call myself a business owner. And that's not to like, write off that phase of my life or that phase of my business and downplay it in any way. Cause I very much did own a business and all those things. But when I tell you, like it was child's play compared to like what we're at now and where I hope to continue to grow and, and to be, it's a different ball game. And I didn't understand that. Like the Emily that owned a business three years ago, like I would have been insulted that I felt that way. And I think, um, I don't know. I think that that can kind of draw a line, like even like business owner versus business owner. Does that make sense? No, it definitely makes sense. And it's, it's a touchy subject to talk about because it's not like a, I'm better than statement or a, I'm better off now statement. It's just a, it's very different. And until you experience it for yourself, it's, you're not going to get it. You're not going to understand. No, absolutely. And I definitely, I relate to that almost in a different way because AJ is an entrepreneur as well. And he has been for many years. It was always a dream of his. And we have an age gap, but not a big one. Not a big one. But when AJ started being an entrepreneur, I did not work for you. So I had literally no small business experience. And when AJ used to change plans on the spot, had to go do something, had to work late, I would take it so personally and I would latch out on him for it. Yeah. And As we grew, I now work here, which is amazing and gave me really that inside look into small business entrepreneurship. So being able to reflect on how I used to treat AJ and not that it was in like a bad way, but I just didn't understand. You didn't understand. I didn't understand why he had to work those long hours, why plans were changing. But in my head at that time, it was solely, I didn't think of it as like, okay, this is more important. It was like, he's putting work before Yes. Yes. And- now looking from like the inside out you get it i get it because i have to do that and not only do i have massive respect for aj and 
all of that, but it's really cool to be able to grow with him now and to be able to understand that and it's not a personal attack on me or him or the plans we had, but it's and not like a level of importance either because he is so important to me. I am so important to him, but we really want to grow and hit our goals and being able to really support each other now in that growth is, I think, so important. Well, I think it's different for you guys now because I will... I will always and forever say this, being the partner of someone that owns a business is one of the hardest places in life to be at. Like I give all of the kudos to Drew because it is not easy to be the Mm -hmm. husband of someone that has a business that is growing and how much he has had to sacrifice of Mm -hmm. my time, my attention, my priority, money, like all of the list goes on and on and on and on. And it takes a big person, aka you, to be able to admit like, oh shit, now I get it. I didn't understand at the time because it. I can see why you wouldn't understand because right. it's, it's something that's really hard to understand until you are A, either in those shoes or B, like you, someone so adjacent like to that position that like you get affected by it too. And I think it also, we are so close. So I think you probably relate to it even more than like the average person that does just like work in a small business because like we are so close and so intertwined that like you see the struggle that I go through. And I'm also like, I'm very open about that. Like I don't try to hide it from my team just because I think that that creates animosity and Mm -hmm. I don't ever want that to to be the case. And I also feel like if I'm not open with you, it also can open the door to have like not only animosity, but like some resentment and also just like very misunderstood expectations, which I try to manage like so well, but it's challenging. It's hard. It's not easy. It's hard. No, it definitely is. But also with like the people you surround yourself with also, I think makes the biggest difference. Absolutely. I have a friend group that I am so close with my friends, like obscenely close with my friends. Like it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) I have a core of like six girlfriends and I am so thankful for every single one. But besides that, my big group of friends, a lot of us are actually, a lot of them are entrepreneurs. I would argue like all, if they're not entrepreneurs, like they work for one, like a small business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of my friends are photographers. My sister's a photographer. One of my best friends owns a small business that she thrifts clothes she bleaches them she's amazing yeah my other best friend lives in Colorado she's in the music industry she works for one of my favorite jobs I've ever had actually in college but she is so kick-ass so having just so many people that love what they do are so passionate about what they do and are such hard workers right and seeing that work ethic not only within yourself but the people you surround yourself with I think is just so important and so cool because I can look up to everybody around me yeah as well as like we can support each other through those hard times so i don't know it's just so crazy and i'm so thankful and i think it also just gives you a group of people that are going to push you inspire you um understand if like you just call them and you say like i'm really sorry i've had a really hard week at work or i'm just i have to stay late or i have to I have to edit these videos. I have to do like whatever. They're going to be like, no, man, like no worries at all. And that is really, really rare. And I also think for, for me on like the other side of it, I had a hard time of like a lot of times friends then kind of place expectations on your shoulders of like wanting a job or like being thinking that they understand like why you're not available or whatever and just kind of having that 
pressure is is a whole other like mental load to carry. So having friends that don't put those expectations on your shoulders is right. like such a gift. And I feel like especially somebody like you, like you love people and you have to be surrounded by a lot of people like at all times that to have that core group that's so special to you and like totally get it is something really really unique i think it's so funny because kelsey and i were literally just talking about it the other day we she's one of my best friends we've been like best friends since college and her and i facetime like once a year like yeah literally once a year and we call it our annual facetime not that we don't love each other and support each other all the time yes we send text messages every monday every friday and obviously if something's wrong or we need each other you're there we drop everything and we're there for each other but it's so funny because we're like when should we have our annual facetime call this year you just schedule it you literally have to schedule it but like i won't hear from her for like weeks because she's planning tours and managing artists and i'm here doing a big shot yeah like it's so special to be able to have those friendships that's like i love you i don't need to talk to you every day i don't need to see you every day but just to know you're there and supporting me is so so important we have like a really good core group of friends that like we're all couples. We've all basically childhood, not childhood, like high school sweethearts, childhood, <laughs> yeah. basically childhood sweethearts, basically. but like high school sweethearts. Like when we want to get together, like they're all busy. They're doctors, like saving lives literally. And I'm just like out here making cotton candy. But um, we have to literally send out like a Google form of like, here are the dates that like we have available. What makes the most sense like yeah. we have to schedule stuff out six months in advance and then even then we we had something on the books and it ended up getting canceled and so we rescheduled it and they sent back like the whole group like nine dates i couldn't make a single one of them like it's and we're all busy and everybody's right. busy and i get that and it's i think it's just part of like adult hood and having that group that like they're not gonna like oust me from the group because i'm not able to like make those dates by any means at all and just having a group that understands but it's also kind of like sad at the same time that we literally have to like book a calendar date you know what i mean you always book like your thanksgiving like your friend's thanksgiving yes in like the middle of summer it's crazy absolutely it's no it's literally no joke and i think oftentimes too it's again, talking about that level of like expectation, like people expect you just to be available during the holidays to like meet for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. That's our busiest time of year. And like, I'm also a unique case in the fact that like, I am so introverted. And while I love my friends so much, like being around people is very draining for me. So I have to be like in a very specific headspace to be able to go and to like, be even remotely enjoyable to be around like especially that time of year and and for them to understand that and to get that is really really special absolutely and i you have like such amazing group of friends too because they do support you and i the the friend i know most of yours is emery yeah and i love emery so much but she always helps out during holiday which is amazing emery like brings tears to my eyes like genuinely like she is just such a special human and anybody that meets her i think understands that like and adam her husband is like very much this way too like if i ever needed anything like i would call adam and emery oh yeah like Emery came and like helped us prep for our first sip and shop and was literally here like all afternoon, did anything and everything. She was like, Emily, you don't need to be the one that's moving the couch. You don't need to be the one blowing up the balloons. Like you need to go do like your job. Like you do these things. I will take care of this. Like she always has my back. Adam's the same way. I literally was calling him when we like renovated this place and was like, I have to get a ventilation system installed. I don't know what to do. Like they expect nothing in return. They are so giving and they get it. 
And that is something that um, I never want to take for granted. And I'm also really not the best at like saying thank you. And it's not because I'm not thankful. I, and this is not an excuse. Like I need to get better at it. I think the reality is my brain is just so full all the time of all the things that I have to be thinking about of like who I need to be texting, who I need to be emailing, what I need to be doing that. It's almost like when something gets accomplished, it's on to the next, as yeah. opposed to like stopping and like being like, thank you so, so, so much. So like, I'm the worst friend basically ever and they're the best friends ever and I hope they never leave me because I plan to co-parent with them. Have we talked about this? Yes, you have. Are you guys going to share a nanny? Okay, so this is taking a little bit of like a sharp left, but I actually feel like it goes along with this conversation and I'd actually love to do an entire episode on this and I know you don't relate to it as much because you, you don't want kids, but I think it's really important to kind of talk about I want to have kids or yeah. a child and I'm 30 and drew's 28 he'll be 29 in august um i don't know how to have a child and run a business and i'm feel like i've tried to be like really open about that and a lot of people give advice and say things like well you own your own business like just bring the baby to work with you doesn't work that way and it's insulting yeah. like to be honest because nobody ever once has looked at drew and said well drew can just bring the baby to work with him Right. It's, it, it's a stereotype. It's a stereotype. Like, because I'm a woman and I own a business that all of a sudden now I can run this company and have my child just along with me. Like, what do you think I do all day? Right. Like, you are my child. I have a whole, t I have a whole group of children here that I have to keep in line. <laughs> literal, literal. <laughs> every day and it's just like do i think that i am i physically capable of doing it absolutely um but at what cost no, at, I get that. at what cost of like my mental sanity and my physical health and like all of these things i've still got to figure that out i'm getting i think closer and closer to that point and it's about building our team here and like all of those things but one night like drew and i were like very jokingly teasing with like adam and we were like what if we did a co-parenting situation like we could like share a yeah. nanny like we'll babysit your kids this weekend you babysit ours like the next and they were like so into it so we call them like our co-parents it's our thing they're like the perfect couple to be able to do that with though oh i'm dead ass serious oh, like yeah. i will only have a child if adam and emory are prepared to take 50 percent of the responsibility <laughs> So, um, Adam and Emery, if yeah. you're listening, Em, if you're listening to this, I want you to be taking notes, babe. <laughs> you're going to pull up a calendar and be like, okay, so we can have kids within this time frame each other. So we can share this nanny at this point. It's going to be like Irish twins, but with like a different couple. Like, is that Literally. a thing? <laughs> Your kids are going to be like, this is my sibling. Literally. Oh my God. That's so funny. But dear, I, it, they say like, obviously the cliche behind it is like, it takes yeah. a village and it does and like hiring a nanny is so expensive and like daycare is also so expensive and right. just like the place of the business is at right now like i'm traveling a lot and again yeah. i'm well aware that all of these things are doable and like my parents are great and and all that stuff but like my mom's not a nanny she's not a babysitter like my parents yeah. aren't they don't want to raise my child for me they didn't do that for any of my siblings like i'm not in a place that like i have a parent nor would i ever ask them or expect that to like watch my kid for me all right. day and and it's just it's hard it makes it challenging i get i get like emotional talking about it or like thinking about it sometimes because it's it's so much more it's a lot harder and a lot more thought goes into it than people i don't know expect no for sure and i think people always say that you're never ready you kind of just have to 
have it happen. Right. Um, but everything, I think you guys are going to be one of the best parents ever. Like, I really do. Because you That's guys, so sweet. well, you guys parent me. So <laughs> I, you're like, I would know from personal experience. I know from personal experience. Um, you guys are the best parents ever. <laughs> but everything will just like fall into place. I think it's yeah. the other thing. Like everything that you've done up until now has like been so great and has set us up here that if when that happens yeah everything will still be like a running oil machine and everyone will just kind of take their places that they've like not trained for no and but i want to make a certain extent and i mean i know that you know this i want to make it really clear that it's not a lack of faith in anybody here because right. you guys operate without me like i say that at least like once a day yeah. i'm like why am i even here like you guys don't need me like right. that's not it but you also need me and like yeah. and like the business needs me and i don't i don't ever want to get to a place where i just like wash my hands and i'm like i you guys have this because i don't think you want that first of all no. i don't <laughs> think i want that and and also i don't think it's fair to you guys like I don't think that's a fair thing to do and and I and I'm very realistic and aware and probably too aware if I'm being honest of like I know that at some point like that's going to happen like there's going something's gonna have to give and I'm just mm -hmm. trying to process all of those feelings and emotion as much as I healthily can before it actually happens I know you're never going to be prepared I know that you just have to take the jump and like do all of those things but I am also trying to go into this like eyes wide, eyes wide open and not be like, what the f did I get myself into? Right. Especially because you hear so many stories, like horror stories of parents being like, yes. I did not want this kid. Like, no, it's a nightmare. It's weighing me down. It ruined my life. Do you want to know why I feel this way? Like, to be honest with you, it's because every person I have asked because I've asked a lot I will talk I will talk about this with anybody and everybody that will listen to me every one of our friends that I have asked they have literally said don't do it don't have a kid but on the other side of that and we talk about this often it's the people that didn't plan to have those kids that's true okay and I will say I will say I think that's a large part of it the other side of this is our friend Jasmine like from female founder world yeah. she just had a baby she's running this kick-ass business she's she just had a baby like literally like three weeks i think sebastian's three weeks old at this yeah. point and i had a call with her the other day that's why we're flying to new york and um about like this event at the museum of ice cream and all of this stuff and i'm like Tell, give it to me straight jasmine i'm like you look glowing you look happy on social media how is this actually and she's like if you can run a business you can have a baby Absolutely. she's like it's hard and i'm exhausted and she's like but i i love every minute of it it's literally the best thing that i've ever done and you can do it too and that was the first time anybody's told me that that was the first time that i've ever asked somebody that question and it's been such like a positive experience that i was like okay gave me baby fever a little bit because like sebastian is literally so freaking cute i low-key wish like i wish that she would like bring him to the museum of ice cream. i literally told drew that the other day i was like I, we were like driving home from somewhere and i was on instagram and i like flipped a picture it was a video of sebastian yawning yeah. and i was literally like look at his little face and i was like i really hope she brings him i know i don't think she probably, probably will not. but i was like i will hold him the whole time <laughs> she won't literally have to do anything i will be on baby watch i will like wear her baby carrier it's so cute i will have a baby just okay so, okay let me rephrase that. i will put my cat in the baby carrier <laughs> because it's like a tan yin yang i'm like do they make that for like not do you want do you want me to carry you in that i think that's what you would like actually uh, honestly it'd be lovely 
I don't have to walk around the city. Bet. I, I could. Oh my god! I could wear the. Imagine? I could wear the knee-high cowgirl boots. It would work. Shut up! I just have this very <laughs> strong mental image of you and a baby carrier like on my back. You are welcome. <laughs> Thank God I'm tall. Your feet won't even drag on the ground. No. It'll be perfect. My back will be broken. Though. I'm literally just honestly. You almost did have to piggyback me though from the Harry Styles concert. It was very close. You were about to take your shoes off in the middle, like middle of Manhattan, <laughs> and walk barefoot back to our hotel from Madison Square Garden. Absolutely yes. not. Emma. I was in the middle of a crosswalk, literally about to rip these boots off. No, I don't remember if it was you or Drew, but you were like absolutely fucking not. It was both of us. <laughs> we were like immediately. No, you cannot. No, absolutely not. You cannot walk barefoot through the street. Like the streets of New York, you can't do it. One of the many stories that, again, Emily and Drew will be the best parents ever. <laughs> we make sure that you are fed and taken care of at all times. This was a very like, not what we were supposed to be talking about, but honestly, what else is new at this point? But it did like flow nicely. And I, again, I think it goes back into kind of like the balance of those relationships because in Drew and I's relationship, like we absolutely have to hold 50, 50% of the responsibility yeah. because I have so much responsibility here. And there are even times of the year where like he carries more of the weight from like a relationship standpoint, a home care standpoint, like all of that, like during holiday, like we have a conversation probably starting in like September where we sit down and he's like, okay, like, what is this looking like? Like, what are dates looking like? What do you need from me type of thing? And like, he takes care of the laundry, like solely from right. those months. Or like, do we have to bump up like Robin coming to our house? Who's mm -hmm. the person that comes every week to like clean and do laundry and help us out? Because his job is also very important. And while he doesn't own a business, he's very high up at the business that he owns and he carries a lot of responsibility too. So it's trying to fill in those like, okay, if one of the two of us can't handle it. Who do we a, have to hire to take care of right. it or B, ask for help or whatever. But it it's taken us a lot to get to this point. And it's understanding that like relationships aren't like 50, 50 all the time. Like sometimes right. it's a hundred percent zero. Sometimes it's 70, 30, like right. what it's a trade-off. But I also think that not everybody can handle that. I don't know no. that I could handle it. it. It's a lot, I will say, but I feel the exact same way because like you said, with us, it's it's holiday. But yeah. with AJ, it's everything leading up to the rally. So this for like the next two weeks, he's at the IAC show, which he's literally not going to be home. Which is a car show. Which is a car show. Yeah. Um, he won't be home. Right. And then like the weeks like leading up to the rally, he's in meetings every night, getting everything ready to go. So at that point, that's when I take a lot of more of the responsibility. But over holiday, he takes a lot more of the responsibility. So kind of like looping back in the baby things, I do think it fits. It's like it takes a village. Yeah. It takes a village. And I think not only does it take a village, but it takes it takes an understanding that I think is really hard to come across unless you are close with somebody that also owns a business. So like I'm very lucky from the standpoint of like my dad is an entrepreneur and like my mom is essentially his right hand, like does all of his bookkeeping, like has always has like from the very beginning. So like my parents get it. Like they they truly get it. They truly understand. A lot of my siblings have owned businesses or have either worked for my dad or like small business adjacent. So I think that they get it to some degree i think outside of that it's really hard to understand like we just keep saying like if you didn't grow up in that space and we even see that in like people that have worked here like worked for us like if you're not used to working for a small business it's not the same as going and getting a job at starbucks no because you have to see the vision of not where the business is at right now but where the business is going yes and seeing that vision is so hard if you haven't had had to see a vision before but also like have 
like grown with the business, I guess, if that makes sense. You have to be patient. You do. It, not everything is handed to you on a silver platter being right. like, here's everything you worked for. Yep. Here you go. Well, and I think that's kind of where, again, the expectation comes in of it's like, I've put in X amount of hours. I've put in X amount of time. Like, where's my corner office? Right. And it's like, where's my corner office? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But also like those things take time and it's growing a business is not this just like linear like projection up no it's a roller coaster it's up and down and up and down and up and down and there are some months where it's like holy shit how are we gonna make payroll and there's other months where it's like we're rolling in it right and that's and that is business and that is a growing business and that's a bootstrapped business like that's the other thing too i think it's easy to um look at other businesses and kind of compare yourself where you're at and be like oh my god like they're in target it's like well yeah because they had like a round of funding for five million dollars so that's why they're in target like you know what i mean so i think it's all about keeping things in perspective trying to find your people that are going to support you and understand you no matter what but also finding a community of business owners and like-minded people that are going to support you yeah and just like reflecting on the past like two months of this year how many like high highs have we had where there are days where like yes like yeah this is it and then there are days where we're like absolutely not like no this is not happening i'm in the worst mood ever i spent literally like not last week but the week before like two weeks just like not in a good space, like literally crying every night. Drew and I went out to dinner and just, and I'm not, I'm not an external processor. Like I don't talk to process things. I'm very internal. Like oftentimes if I'm struggling with something, like most of the time, no one will even know. And then I get to the point where I feel like with Drew, I have to make it like a conceited effort to explain to him because he can see it probably more than most people. And because he's just with me so much. And at night is when I tend to have like the hardest time with it, but he'll be like, do you want to talk about it? And I'll say no for like two or three weeks, like in a row until I finally get to the point where I've processed enough that I can put into words, like how I'm feeling about something. And so we went out to dinner and I shared with him, like how I was feeling and not because I needed to share with him, like for my own self, but I needed to share with him for him because he was like, what the hell is happening? Like, this is not my wife. Like she's not okay. And I just like, I literally sat at dinner and was like, if somebody cut me a check for an obscenely low amount of money, I'd sell this place. Like, and that's (laughs) just being, that's being honest. And I think every business owner has felt that. And then there's the days where I'm like, I'm not getting out of here for less than a hundred mil. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's those, you have to be able to kind of go with the flow of, the emotions and not make the decision so rash and kudos to drew to be able to kind of like walk through me with that because who the hell knows how i'm gonna feel one day to the next and i also think it's so crazy because people like what you see on the internet what you see on social media is so different than what happens internally yes because i think we've seen it with people that have worked here as well like you hire someone on they see the social media they see the highlight role yeah but then they come on they're like i want this i want this position and they almost expect it but you're like we are not there despite what you see on the internet what is portrayed on social media it's yes i don't want to say it's false because it's not 
No, it's but, just not, it's not a full, just like anything else. And like, you can be as real and transparent as you want on social media, but it's still not the entire picture. It's still not enough. It's still not enough. And so I think this goes back to talking about, I made a couple of TikToks about this, but running a seven figure brand doesn't make you a millionaire. Yep. And I think that that's like really confusing to some people, but I literally recorded a TikTok today talking about like, how much money we've spent this week and it's twenty thousand dollars that's insane. like i've spent twenty thousand dollars this week at artisucra and like and it's because that's how much it not a month this week and right. that's how much it takes to run a business but i think that if, if this was way more of an issue in the beginning not i don't feel that way now but i think people were seeing like all of this cash coming through the door and were like oh she can take on three full-time people or four right. full-time people let me throw my hat in the ring let me make this position and i I couldn't do it. And I think that's also because growing a business, we've talked about this on TikTok, is really unpredictable because it's really hard to know if a video is going to go viral. So it's like, what are sales going to be like this right. week? And like, what what product is going to be the one that sells? Am I going to have enough of this product? Like, right. do I need to order more packaging? Like, what does that look like? And all of that goes into the business making decisions of like being able to pay someone's salary. And that is something that I don't take lightly. And while it may have upset people or it wasn't the outcome that people wanted, I ultimately, I made the right decision Absolutely. for not only me, for the business, but for them. Because if you couldn't handle it in that moment, you absolutely couldn't handle being full-time at a business that's a startup, essentially. Absolutely not. And I feel like once someone gets a vision in their head, no matter how transparent you can be about a situation, yeah. They're not going to let it go. I think that was a thing too. So like I tried to be as transparent as possible. But the other thing was information was coming in so quickly and it was changing in real time so much that like my answer from one day was one thing into the next. It was another. And it's yeah. just the place of where the business was and how fast it was growing and how fast it was changing and all that stuff that you understood that like we had really open and honest conversations right. with each other about it and like i wasn't hiding things and i and i genuinely i never was and i wasn't with anybody truly no. um i think you just understood more than anybody else of like oh no i get it you'd i'd, I'd be honest and be like this is what i want but can i give it to you i don't know right i don't know and if you've listened i forget what episode we talked about it in but i really wasn't supposed to be hired until fall no. And things changed so quickly that we were able to make that jump earlier, which was really great and it worked out the way it should. Yeah. But it's not always the case. And we see that even now. We'll make a decision one day and it could be 24 hours later and the decision completely flips. When you have more information, the decision changes. Right. Right. So like you have to be able to be flexible with that. And and I think going into that too, we've talked about this a little bit and I think we'll probably do a full episode on it, but like trusting your gut is so important. And the fact that you trust my gut is yeah. like really unique in this situation that it's, you can't find that outside of us. I really feel no. that way. Like, or outside of like what the dynamic that we have is that you have to be able to trust me explicitly. Right. And I think there was a situation recently where there was a collaboration I was really, really excited about. Yeah. And you came to me one day and you're like, my gut is telling me no. And I, I listened to it despite how excited I was about the collaboration. And it, it was so funny because it led to the exact pinpoint of what I wanted out of it. Right. So it's crazy because trusting your gut, like trusting your boss's gut, like people are like, what in the world are you doing? Right. But I do. And it's led and it's never steered me wrong. It's never steered you wrong. 
So like you said, it is so unique, but it's something that we have faith in. So really, why does it matter to anybody else? I think that's kind of the point that we had to get to that I had to get to was like, it's especially when you're running a business and like either people that are your friends with or are close to you or like working with you or you develop those relationships. It's really hard to navigate. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to navigate and you're going to end up pissing people off. Oh yeah. You're going to piss That's off. just the reality of it. And you have to get to a point where it's like, okay, if we weren't able to have the open and honest conversations that were attached to this, then it wasn't meant to be. And you got to let some of that go because you can't, I can't balance m- somebody else's expectations when I tried to be as clear as possible and that it is just is what it is, which is sad. But I think what's beautiful about you and I is that like when I came to you and said, like, I know you're really excited about this and like, I don't want to tell you this, but the answer is no. And like, here's why. And I think I've also gotten to the point where we have good communication where I can verbalize to you, like I explain it to you and you don't get mad. So I think that's, that is something to your credit that even if I guess you do get mad, you don't show it. <laughs> and you may be like, shit, I'm mad at Emily for this or whatever. And that's okay. Cause that's like a natural reaction right. for like a little bit. But then on the other side of that, like when you do get it, like it's, we always have that, like, thank you for, you know, being honest. Right. Thank you for steering this in like this direction. And it really does work out. But I've seen it happen and it's happened to me firsthand. Oftentimes it never gets to that point because the other person's reaction, like i.e. your reaction to that situation is anger or yeah. resentment or she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand. Right. And like to be very clear, I see and I understand way more than anybody probably realizes. And I'm not yeah. saying that I like see and I know all that's not what I'm saying. But if there's anything in this business, I am very... Uh, in tune with the people that are here and feelings and operating and trying to balance all of that oftentimes to my own detriment yeah and i always say like you know me better than i know myself a lot of the time which is so funny but even if you say no we can sometimes pivot it into something different which honestly i feel benefits us even more sometimes absolutely it's a situation that one didn't work out so let's brainstorm another way that we can make this happen and a lot of the times that outcome is even better than the outcome that we said no to to begin with and i think to like not to toot our own horns but that's one of like our strong suits it's one of my strong suits for sure it's why the business has survived yeah it's that the willingness to look outside of the box and to be able to pivot into something else that wasn't really an option before and being okay if the outcome is still no, but we tried. And then like you said, oftentimes it ends up even better than what we were expecting or what we were hoping for. And that's a beautiful thing. And sometimes it doesn't and that's okay too, but to not allow that animosity to build up is key And it's not easy for everybody. One of the things we always talk about is everything happens as it should. Even if that reason is not apparent in that moment, in that week, in that month, everything happens in the exact way that it should. And I think that relates to relationships because it is a challenging thing to navigate. And I have felt that so much over the past two years of people coming into my life and people leaving my life and just really being at peace with the fact that like it happens as it should and it is what it is. And yes, there were things that I could improve on. There were things that the other person could have improved on. But at the end of the day, this all worked out as it should and you can learn from it and you can grow from it. And that is a good thing. That is a good place to be in. If 10 years down the road, whatever somebody comes back and says like hey then you know 
like this was silly how this worked out like that's a beautiful thing and if not that's okay too just being at peace with the situation and and just knowing that relationships get even 10 times harder when <laughs> you are trying to grow a business and everything yeah. is so intertwined you have to just be okay with it right and even looping back to like the very beginning of this episode of change is not a bad thing evolving is not a bad thing so yeah. even if something is not working out now five ten years later down the road someone has changed a situation has changed yep. someone has evolved it's going to be a different outcome hopefully and i also just want to make it very clear that if you are in a place in your life right now that if it's business related or not i think it can relate to anything and you feel like either you've changed in a positive way or someone in your life has changed in a negative way or you're growing and you feel really alone like in your entrepreneurship journey probably specifically what i'm talking about just know that I know what that feels like and we're sitting on it from like the other side. But like for me, it made the biggest difference really when you came on and like I've mentioned it before, like that changed my life from the standpoint of you don't, you don't share the mental load as much just from the standpoint of like you, you get paid, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like you don't have to worry about, like, you don't lose sleep over like me having to pay you, you know what I mean? Like I do. Um, but it was someone that could really relate, like could kind of, I could offload some of the burden onto you or we could at least share the load a little bit. Being a solo entrepreneur is exhausting and it's really lonely. And I just really encourage you to find people that are exactly where you are at. Mm -hmm. Reach out on Instagram, reach out on TikTok, create a community for yourself, go to a small business group, like whatever that looks like. Having friends that are in the same space as you is really, really, really important. And I also just want to let you know that if like your partner doesn't understand that's normal. I yeah. I feel like, and you'll have to navigate kind of what that looks like. Cause even I think Drew and I, we're in a really good place about it now, but it took us a while to have some pretty tough conversations of like, you may have like an important job, but it is different. And it is, it's being the one that like everything falls on my shoulders. If an order is messed up, if something's not done, it has to be me. Like you can tell me to shove off and be like, I'm not coming in to help with that. Like, you know right. what I mean? And I have nobody to pass it the buck to essentially yeah. it is different. So if you are feeling that way, no, you are not alone and that you really have got to reach out to find your people. Absolutely. And even if, even if you feel like your friends don't want to hear, they are there to support you. And if your friends aren't there to support you, they are not good friends. Find your new friends. Find your friends. <laughs> because there have been multiple times where my friends are in like situations where they can't respond or they shouldn't respond because it's so late or it's so early, but they go out of their way to at least say, I am here for you and you are loved. And that makes the world of a difference than just sitting in my own head. One of the things that I've talked about for years, I remember like telling you about this last year, um, I would love to find like a network of female founders that are scaling their business that are like running large operations like I am and would just go away for like a weekend with them yes. and just like find the community in there, share all the inside like tips and tricks and secrets mm -hmm. and like just kind of talk about like the woes, I guess, yeah. of like running a business. And I think I feel 
especially kind of secluded, like being in Cleveland, Ohio, not because there aren't incredible business owners here because there absolutely are. But I also feel like the space that we're in is pretty unique and the scale that we're at is also pretty unique. And I would love to meet with people from all over the place, but I'm not in LA and I'm not in New York where all the other, you know, CPG brands are powerhouses are that it does make that hard to connect. So it's something that I definitely want to kind of figure out, but I also think it'd be fun to do maybe like a business owner event here of just like coming to people that own businesses to come and like hang out and like do like a sip and shop but for business owners that would actually be such a fun idea we could do like a panel or something or not even just like a hangout like whatever right like meet mingle get to know each other talk about your woes talk about your highs like everything in between i totally agree all in all i think we're both very lucky for the people that we do have in our lives and we don't take that for granted for sure um but if you're feeling just about any emotion on whatever emotion you could literally feel, <laughs> I felt it. I, and probably, honestly, this week, <laughs> to, literally, to be honest literally. with you. Uh, but overall, I have to say I'm really proud of us. And I'm this is cheesy, but like, I'm really proud of myself like, yeah. for how far I feel like I've come in the past two years on like an emotional level of like being able to have the hard conversations of following my gut more and more every day of carving out time in my day to like take care of myself physically and mentally emotionally while still trying to balance like (laughs) you and the team and drew and my family and like all of that and i can obviously get better at it but i'm also really proud of you because i've seen so much growth in you in the past two years that it's like truly unbelievable and so much growth in how you handle relationships and people in general that this shit is hard Mm -hmm. but it's also worth it and it's also like changing who we are fundamentally as people in a good way it's so rewarding and it's something that you really almost can't explain to someone else no it's something that is so in not internal but it just means so much and like I could go on for like, I'm thankful for you and all that over and over and over and over. But I'm so thankful for not only the business relationship we have, the personal relationship we have and like everything in between, because we always say it and people are probably gonna get fucking sick of it. But like our relationship is so special and you don't find it everywhere. So the fact we were able to find it so young, which is like so crazy to say is so important because we have like so much more to learn together and somewhere so much more growth together. But yeah. We're freaking kicking ass. Well, and I just think like how quickly it happened for us is pretty rare too. Right. And I think I actually think we said this in an episode that got scratched because like the recording quality was so bad. So don't be mad at me if I'm repeating myself because but I don't think this one actually got published. When you and I like met, it was it happened like our dynamic was so apparent to everyone around us like it happened so quickly like i vividly remember drew like saying to me like she has to be your first full-time hire like in so many ways drew is like my voice of reason as much as i like hate to admit (laughs) that just kidding drew i love you um but like i remember him being like no like it has to be emma it can't be anybody else like she has to be she has to be your first hire and and i think that just says so much about like who you are as a person and then also just our the dynamic of our relationship is special, but I also want to put it out there. Don't let that intimidate you because like what we have is really unique, but you can find your equivalent to that app too. Like absolutely. Absolutely. And you find that within your friends too. Right. Because you, you know, when you click with someone immediately. And I think that's more and more apparent as you get older because the girls that I had, like that I was friends with in college, looking back, those were not my real friends in the connections that I have with my core group now 
is something that like I did not have in college. I did not find at a young age. But you're so different. Think about right. how I'm so you different. are from college. I'm so it's the, so crazy. The fact that like I own a business that like I'm responsible for all of these people versus like where I was in college is unbelievable. Like not even close to the same person at all. So if like we've no. changed that much, everybody else has changed that much. You don't right. know what you want or what you need. No. It's like the other thing too. In college, you want you want your friends. You want the people that are going to black out with you five days a week. No, girl. That was just you. That was me. Um, <laughs> that was me. That was, that was me. But Emma, Emma in college and Emily in college would have hated each other. So different. Hated each so other. Different. The person I was when I was a freshman year student, I mean, I feel like when I was a senior, I like definitely mellowed out a little bit. I was not really going out because I was working all the time. Right. Which was great. But, oh, yeah. The person I was my freshman year... I don't recognize her. Which is a good thing. I don't know her anymore, right. which is insane. Like, Who even is she? I don't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the moral story is you will find your people. And those people are out there for you. And it may take time, but you will eventually find those people. And you are going to be so thankful when you do. Yeah, it will be worth it for sure. Yeah. So moral of the story, find your people. Do not give up if you haven't found your people yet. It yeah. takes time. And if you feel alone... Do not be afraid to reach out. Yeah, to anybody. Slide in those DMs also. Yes. Not just ours, but like anybody's. That's how we freaking met. So right. owning a business is a unique experience. You have to find people that can relate to it. Because if not, you're going to end up burning bridges with a lot of people in your life. Yeah. Because it's something that's hard to relate to. You got to risk it to get the biscuit, you know? And on that note. <laughs> Love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. Bye.